If you have your Bibles this morning, turn over to the book of Jeremiah. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 20, we're going to be reading, uh, starting in verse 7. You know, Jeremiah is one of the uh, prophets that uh, was in the Old Testament and God had lots of things that He wanted Jeremiah to share with, with people. And because he did, he was, he was beaten at one time. You know, like many of the other people that stand up and speak the word that God has given them, uh, they're persecuted for it. So let's, let's start reading in verse 7 there. O Lord, Thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I, and hast prevailed. I am in derision daily, everyone mocketh me. For since I spake, I cried out. I cried violence and spoil, because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me, and a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire, shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. So Jeremiah had this word come to him from God. And he did what he was supposed to do. He spoke the word. But because the things he spoke were were not popular, they, they weren't things that people really wanted to hear, he was persecuted for it. And he, at this point in time, is kind of complaining a little bit. He, he kind of felt like maybe God had deceived him and told him that, you know, we'll do this, but he'd left out the part that, oh, you're going to be persecuted for it too. But what he said, he said, I decided I wasn't going to do it anymore. He said, no longer was I going to speak anything that you told me to tell these people because they're making fun of me, they're, they're beating me, they're, they're doing all this bad stuff to me for speaking in your name. But then he said, but your word was like fire shut up in my bones. When God puts a little something in you, you, you've got to get it out. You've got to share with the people that He's laid on your heart. Now, I titled the message this morning, Who Put Out the Fire? I'm going to read you another scripture. Turn over to Matthew chapter 3. And we're going to read verse 11. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. This is John the Baptist speaking. He said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So what happened to this fire? Well, he's talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He's talking about <clears throat> something that was going to come later on that he wasn't going to give, but it's coming because Jesus came. And once Jesus left, he sent the Holy Spirit to, as a comforter. But what happened to this fire? You know, I, I see people all the time that are going about trying to do God's work. I see people all the time that come to church 
but there's not much fire there. There's not, there's not a great desire to see something change. There's not a, a desire to, to expand beyond our boundaries. So what happened to that fire? Who put it out? Where did it go? You know, if you look in Acts chapter 2, you'll see when the Holy Spirit was given that these things rested upon their heads. It said it was a cloven tongue that it looked like fire. Now these people had a, on that day had a great desire to be enabled, to be uh, given some sort of uh, strength and power to go forth and do God's work. They had a desire for something. They had a desire for that fire in their life. So I ask you again, what happened to that fire? Did it, did it run out? Did... You know, fire has to, when it's burning, it's consuming something. Did the thing that the fire was sent to do run out? Was, was there nothing left to, for that fire to consume so there's no more fire anymore? <clears throat> was the fire extinguished? You know, my God is eternal. Things that He sets in motion can't be stopped unless He stops them. But, all too often, we get ourselves in the way. You know, I think, in order to see this fire active in your life, there's some things that have to take place. You've got to bring yourself into submission to God. You've got to spend a little time worshiping and praising God. Amen. You know, it, there's an entire attitude change that has to happen. You can't go on living your life the way you've always lived it and expect something different to happen. That's the definition of insanity, if you don't know that. To continue doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different outcome. <clears throat> so if you've lived your life not seeing any fire. You better do something different or it's not going to change. Now that's if you want some fire. Okay? If you want to see something change in your life, you've got to do something different. <clears throat> you know, I, I think about uh, when I've been in praise and worship services before. You see some people that, and I have been there too, I've, I've been in the same boat. <clears throat> but you see some people that just kind of stand there. They don't, they don't get very excited. But you know, I think about the reason why they're probably doing that. I think there's probably a little bit of pride there. Did somebody tell you you look silly for raising your hands? Did somebody tell you that you look like you're you done lost your mind because you want to worship and praise God? Probably not, but that's what you're thinking. You're thinking somebody is looking at you, thinking, what, what is that person doing? 
have they, have they just went off their rocker? But you know what? When it comes to my relationship between me and God, it's just that. It's between me and God. I don't care what anybody else sees me doing. I don't care if they think they're uh, poorly of me because I've got this desire to see something different in my life because it's between me and God. And you know what? When that something different happens in my life, I guarantee you it's not going to be long. Those people are going to be looking at you thinking, well, I wish I had something like that happen to me. I I wish God would move in my life. But they're going to still be sitting there. Because they don't truly have a desire to see something change. They just, you know, there's a commandment that says, Thou shalt not covet. Does that mean you should never want anything that somebody else has? No, it means that you want what they have without wanting to do anything to get it. You just want it. You've got to make a change. There has to be a desire in you for that fire. Sometimes we've got to let go of some of our pride and focus on worshiping God. Now I'm going to ask you all some tough questions. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and 19 says, Quench not the Spirit. Are you here today to put out the fire? What was your intent this morning when you left the, left the house to come to church? What were you looking for? What was your expectation? Did you come because you wanted to hinder somebody else's relationship with God? Man, I hope not. But you know, there's been people like that. There are... I don't know the intent of anyone's heart here today. God has not seen fit to bless me with the ability to just look into your heart. And I'm thankful for that, honestly. But... If your intent, when you got up this morning and came to church, was to hinder the progress that God wants to make in this house, I want to ask you to leave right now. Because that is not going to go on here. My intent is to see things change. My intent is to see some people get excited about what God wants to do. My intent is to see fire rekindled in your life. Now, if you've never experienced that fire, if you've never felt something grow up inside you and, and just come out because you can't contain it anymore like Jeremiah said. He said, your word is like fire. Shut up in my bones. Now, if you've never felt that, if you've never felt that spirit rise up in you, I can, I can offer it to you today. It's not something I can give you. But if you're willing to submit yourself to God, if you're willing to come down here and say, God, I can't do this on my own anymore. I don't have the power in me to do what You want me to do. I'm willing to submit myself to You. I'm going to turn these things over to You and let You move in my life. He will give it to you today. He'll give you that fire. He'll put a desire in you that you've never had before. So what did y'all does what did y'all want to see happen when you got up this morning and decided you was going to church? 
What did you want to see happen? Were you just coming to, to do your weekly duty of coming to church? I lived a long time like that. I lived a long time just going from Sunday to Sunday because that's what was expected of me. Not only from people around me, but I felt that's what God expected of me. I felt He expected me to be there when church was going on. And you know what? When I left church, I was done. I did what I was supposed to do. But there came a point in time when God put a call on me. God began to put a little pressure on me. You don't have to be called to be a preacher to desire fire in your life. You don't have to be called to be some great evangelist to see God change you and move in your life. There came a time when I desired more. There came a time when I knew I needed something else in me if I were to go any further. That something was the Holy Spirit. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. That's fire. That fire. What what does fire do? Like I said earlier, it consumes whatever it's burning. It's a purifying thing. You put something in that that's got impurities and burn it, whatever's left is is pure. All the old nasty stuff is burned up. Now, you know, I can be a Christian. I can receive salvation in my life and live the rest of my life, die, and go to heaven. But is that all you want to do is exist? Is that all you want to do is is just get by? Don't you want to do something with your life? You know, when we get out of we go to school as kids and we get out, we've got these big dreams about what we want to do with our life. You know, I'm gonna go to college, I'm gonna get an education, and I'm gonna do whatever it is that I have a desire to do. It ought to be the same way as a Christian. It ought to be the same same thing in your spiritual life. You get saved, that ought to be like you graduating high school. You're thinking, man, this is just a start. This is the beginning of my life with God. This is the beginning of this relationship with Him. But you've got to do something different if you want to grow. You can't just sit there being saved And expect God to want to do something with you. You know, a couple weeks ago I talked about God is only as close to you as you want Him to be. If you don't want something else to happen in your life, you know what? It ain't going to happen. If you don't want to see a fire ignited in you, it ain't going to happen. You've got to build a fire. You can't go camping and just... Say, where's the fire? I wanted there to be one. No, you've got to build a fire. It takes effort. It takes you gathering some wood, putting some kindling in there, maybe even using some gasoline if you have to. Whatever it takes to get that fire started, you better start it or you're going to be cold. I know Jerry's wishing he had a fire right now. You know, I already knew what I was going to preach when I got here this morning. So don't y'all think I booby-trapped the air conditioner or anything like that. 
But hopefully there will be some fire going on tonight today that will stir you up a little bit. Amen. <clears throat> you know, this is, not, this is not the easiest thing to tell people. There's got to be a desire for fire. So, I want to draw a line today. You know, I wish there was some sand and up here and I had a sword. And I could just draw a line. And I could say, if you want fire, cross the line. If you're happy you're sitting where you are, just stay where you are. I ain't going to kick you out of the church because you don't desire something different. But if you want to see God move, you've got to get up and move yourself. If you want to see something happen in your life, if you want to see God use you, if you want to see God use this church, you've got to do something different besides just sitting there. You've got to desire fire. You've got to see, you've got to want to see change. Amen? Amen. Now I know this ain't a long message, but I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to ask you all, if you want to come this morning, come on. If you want to see something happen in your life, come on. It's time to move. It's time to, it's time to get out of that old funk we've been in. It's time to get up and, and desire change in your life. I ain't worried about who put out the fire, but what I'm worried about is who wants to start one. Who wants to start a new fire in this place today?